Alright, buddy. Is that Facebook Live kicking in gear? Is it kicking in gear right in here? Oh, Mark A. Nunley, how you doing there, buddy chief? Alright, and there goes my live deal. Now, I am just about as prepared as I is going to get. Now, let's go ahead and skip the floop bop the dibble dabble right on over here to do what we is we got to do this way. Mm -hmm. In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. You know, I don't think I've ever uh, thought this before, but nigga, is the trigger warning triggering itself? Like, um, in and of itself? That's a lot. It is. And it's really on the fucking nose. But then again, maybe we do want it to be on the nose. Like, you know what may come up. Even if it's not the story, it could be in the tangent. Yeah. Yeah. That's a heavy-handed fucking... It's uh, a lot. Yeah. That was uh, Penny Loco when I sat down and worked on that early 2014, right after um, your homegirl Annie DeFranco was planning a good old plantation hoedown. Yes. All right. Right now, I remember that. I think these days we'd call it a pink hat showdown. A pink hat showdown, yes. Is that not what you would call it? It might be. Yes, queen, go off, girl boss, pussy hat slay. <laughs> that might be what it is. <laughs> it had potentialifiably. Yes. Let's see. Can't use that DJ quick instrumental. That's how I get a. Uh, I get silenced. Silenced. You're being oppressed. You're being censored. Yes. Yes, ma'am taking away my freedoms of speech are fine mm -hmm. all right joe biden space force yes that's a thing it is it, it is joe biden space force now because originally it was donald trump's space force yes that he created well no 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 what year was donald trump born hold on you trying to tell me uh i don't know donald he was born in the trump 40s i would assume born 45th, born in 1946. Oh, that's awkward. Donald Trump is one year younger than the Space Force. Ugh. Folks, the Space Force was not made by Trumpelstiltskin. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, think about it. Could he make something? Just imagine Donald <laughs> Trump making something. You're giving him too much credit already by imagining yeah. it. Yeah, I think a lot of folks, um, and I mean... Arguably, uh, corporate-owned media was intentionally obscure about this, um, both liberal and conservative, right? 
Um, the Space Force was already a thing. It's been a thing since the 40s, uh, since the end of World War II, because Russia, Cold War, all that jazz. Uh, what Trump did was make it a separate branch of the military prior to Trump's presidency. It was um, part of the Air Force, but the Space Force has always been a thing. They've had different branches around the world and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But um, because Trump made it its own unique branch of the military, right, like Marines, Navy, Coast Guard, people were like, oh, Trump made the space. He didn't make the Space Force. No. Yeah. No. And again, no. <laughs> Picture him making something. Uh, Just think about Donald Trump having his own idea. It's kind of like how you can tell when he's tweeting and when his staff is tweeting. Aww. It's like that. Are, are you saying that he's incompetent? No. 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 I'm saying he's lazy. <laughs> And uh, fucking, um, but what you did find, I guess we did, we were looking it up together, and yes. um, it was a part of the Air Force already, the yes. whole damn time. Yeah. Cold War relic. Mm-hmm. And, um, and all the Trump administration did. Again, Trump didn't do shit. He was having executive time with his fucking big old white man twerking booty on that tennis court. All right, we've all seen the image. You didn't have to call it a twerking booty. All right. That's why they you call him. You didn't have to do that. They call him Donkey Trump around here. <laughs> Not just because he's an ass, but because <laughs> ass. Oh, my God. All right. So, and Trump will still skin um, his administration. All they did was separate it to its own branch. And when you look at it, there's only like, what, under 3,000 people on the staff of it? Yeah. Small for the That's military. Very, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a little thing, and it's just its own little separate thing. And what up? Three thousand people in America. Does that mean it's a small town or the most underfunded military venture we have? Woo! <laughs> or how many students you can cram in a classroom? Oh Jesus! Well, Woo. you know, after the bullets start flying, makes it a little easier. Yeah. Yeah, and there's still school shootings, but they're just um, white-on-white crimes now. Pretty much. Uh, and then, so, Trump Stilskin's administration did that, mm-hmm. and the Democrats saw it, and they said, hey. Not gonna lie, son, that's gangster as fuck. And so they kept it. Yes. I, I like using that one. Not gonna lie, son, that's gangster as fuck. Is that Kyle Kalinske? Yes, it, it's one of those ones where it's like, it's like cultural appropriation, but you're kind of clowning yourself. You sound doofy. <laughs> and so I go with it. Yeah. Not gonna lie, son. That's gangster as fuck. I love it. All right. I love it. And he's a New Yorker himself. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's like kind of embarrassing for New York. He couldn't really deliver that better, to be honest. Yeah. And take a look over here at the archive chat space before I dance it forward. A wee bitty bitsy boo. Yes. Oh, there's a tally local still posted up in the joint saying, um, um, pulls up, uh, pull on the uh, blue what? wine cellar dweller sweatshirt. All these things that just, we have a whole bunch oh, of swap God. shirts. We do. I swear to fuck, if I could just do some sort of deal with swap and sell their shirts out of here. Honestly, I'm almost tempted to ask because we're trying to like recreate the whole website and it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, if I get a cut of selling swap shirts, Get the swap shirts out of here and try to get wine. We have the shelving. Yeah. Get wine cellar joints in. 
And Tally said, damn, that lady got junk in the trunk. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Junk. Oh, did you already read it? Mm-hmm. And you were just waiting for me? Yep. Junk in the trunk. Junk in the trunk. That's going to be hard not to say. <laughs> and hard not to think. Remember, when I'm at work and the machines are running well, my brain just goes into wild places. You got a big booty, Vato? Like, that's where oh my, my head god. goes. Oh, my God. I have a funny guy I have to show you. Well, not funny, but I have a guy I have to show you on uh, Twitter, by the way. Hmm. He's talking about how to get the creases out of your sneakers, but he's like a cholo. And this is where uh, cultures mix and sometimes don't understand each other. Hmm. I read him as cholo, and he's very obsessed with these shoes. So I jokingly made a comment and said, 100% this dude knows how to crease his khakis with a mattress. And people responded and said, I'm sure he doesn't have dockers. Oh, they don't know that. All right, folks. When I say khakis, I don't mean like chinos. Like what I have on right now, folks, on video. You see how those pants are blue? And that culture, those are khakis. Why? Because the brand is Dickies. Oh, God. Yeah, but they thought I meant like khaki dress pants, like, you know, for a casual Friday yeah. at the office. You know, you wear it with your little polo shirt. And I was like, no. And your fucking boat shoes. That's not what I meant. Pleated gangsters. Uh, pleats are cool. I will not. I will not pleat. Whatever. Pleat for my life. Uh, Taking a look over here at The Hill. Uh, this um, posted fairly recently. Um, yeah, just, a, just about 26 uh, hours ago on The Hill. Uh, mother of the uh, pepper sprayed girl in Rochester said she was having a mental breakdown. I'm only sharing that headline to show that mm -hmm. now these larger outlets are catching up with um, what Phoenix Kalita was yelling about at the beginning. Yes. Um, when they say she was having it, do they mean they, they're talking about the child having a mental breakdown, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I was making sure it wasn't the mother because sometimes with the she and not the, you know. Yeah. Oh, here. A, a little bit from the article. Like um, uh, a quote is. Uh, it just so happened she chose that moment to run out of the house, and I was like, oh my god, here we go. Um, I had to go get the officer and say, sir, I know my daughter, and she is about to have a mental health um, uh, slowdown. Uh, can you please contact someone? End quote. That's super interesting, because yeah. in one of the articles, we didn't cover it, because I felt like it, you know, I wanted to see what else happened. In one of the articles I read about this, the police said that the mother was yelling at her daughter and berating her, and that's what agitated the daughter. Like, they witnessed her, like, being verbally abusive to the daughter. Well, now you got to say what the... Huh. I say what the disingenuous people say. Is that part on video? I right. don't believe it ain't on video. Y'all right. got everything else on there. I didn't believe it, and now, see, here it is, right? Because I couldn't believe that the mother was just, like, okay with cops pepper spraying her kid. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that is be goings on. Okay. Da -da 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 -da. And also what's uh, happening around that, there's um, protesters gathering outside a locust club after um, nine-year-old girl. They are not using the word black. I wonder if using the word black would make less people care. Uh, Probably. 
the Af uh, Locust Club after a nine-year-old girl handcuffed and pepper sprayed. Uh, a little bit of video of that coming your way from uh, ABC 13 WH. The protest has just ended in front of the union offices for Rochester Police. It's in response to that pepper spray incident on Friday. Tyler Brown is live now to tell us what those protesters had to say today. Tyler? Well, Jenny, demonstrators with the Community Justice Initiative, in fact, just left the area, but not without leaving posters that were calling for better police reform. We just saw officers. Tyler will not perform masculinity for you. Know that. Hmm. Tyler Brown will not do that for you. I wonder how much L.L. Bean gets paid to get, do their coats. Uh, oh, L.L. Bean is like some fancy brand? Yeah, like they're, like they have really quality, like, um, like outdoor, they're like Cabela's, like level shit. And shit, it is ABC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, finished cleaning up those posters that were all over the building and all over the signs. More than a dozen people marched along the sidewalk here. Members of the Locust did later come outside to talk with the protesters and protesters made their voices heard looking at the face-to-face -face looking at the people marching only one is unmasked and every person with a mask is up over the nose from what i see here yep and it looks like a certain amount of social distancing as well yeah black lives matter flag and the way that black lives matter flag is blowing it looks like the wind is at their backs the wind is at your back mate the protesters then marched to the front door asking to speak to the president of the Locust Club, Mike Mazio, but were then told to leave private property, which they eventually did. And they were and their big message today was they were, they were calling for the resignation of President Mike Mazio of the mm -hmm. Locust Club. And they were also calling for accountability for all of the officers involved in the pepper spraying of the nine-year-old girl. Live in Rochester, Tyler Brown, 13 Ram News. All right, thank you, Tyler Brown. Because yeah. didn't he, uh, the police, um, the union president, already come out and basically like low key defend it, where he was like, "Well, you know, we don't want to do that, but sometimes you just don't have a choice." Yes. And I was like, "It's a nine year old child. What the fuck are you talking about?" Yes, we did see that shit. Yeah. Ah, uh, fathermuckers. <clears throat> there was. Oh wait, you had something. I want to take a. I want to take a cut and flip into a. Uh, into your direction that you wanted to take things here, buddy chief. All that right. Sounds ominous. What? what? It sounds ominized. It does sound ominized. Um. Oh, hold on there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Say it loud. <laughs> One more time for Rodney King. <laughs> Say it loud. <laughs> With diet misogyny, I only slut shame women that have consensual sex before sundown. With diet misogyny, I can mask my fat shaming as health concern. With diet misogyny, I only hate black women. Man, that's racism. Thanks to diet misogyny, I'm no longer anti-abortion. I'm just pro-restrictions. <laughs> the news is a shit show these days. And we're here to give you a break from the white supremacist media bullshit by bringing you the shitty news so that you can feel less like shit because you know the people <laughs> discussing all the fucked up shit give a shit about you and the shitty situations you deal with every day. So shit. 
pour yourself a glass and settle in for Father Teresa's Wine Cellar. Diet misogyny tastes just like a regular misogyny. <laughs> yes, I, th- these are things that I've done on purpose. That, that's uh, one of my little bumpers. And uh, yeah, I made the diet misogyny commercial like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I use it every once in a while. The diet misogyny, and I mixed in the um, I'm black and I'm proud from the movie Players Club, where there's like a BDSM scene where the um, the the sex worker is uh, beating the client who is a cop. It's a cop party where the, and they're like stripper dancers, mm-hmm. and she's beating the cop and making him say uh, I'm black and I'm proud. Uh, beating him on his bum with the paddle there. On his bum. Yeah. Just tapping away at it there. So, yeah. There's things going on. You didn't even hit the enter button for your comment. Did you? Oh, did I? Oh, shoot, no. (laughs) (laughs) And Tally said, this show drives me to drink. Yeah, same. It did that to me in 2013. (laughs) Handily. I'm just... uh, Going from the brown stuff to the wine. Yes. Yes, ma'am. All right, wait. Are we doing the funny stuff or the serious stuff? You're funny, funny. The funny, funny. Okay. I have so many tabs. All right. The funny, funny was... Yes, ma'am. I'm a guardian. Texas, because it's not Florida today. It's Texas. that's, That's good is sorry after mistakenly sending an emergency alert for would you like to guess for what emergency alert in texas yes louis gomert has matches near the library again no louis gomert has matches in the library this is not about louis gomert but that is absolutely worthy of an emergency (laughs) alert keep louis gomert away from the books an emergency in Texas. Mm-hmm. A Negro got hold of a Patriot's gun. No. That would be something. I to feel like that would be an alert with. in Texas, though. <laughs> um, I, fuck, I don't know, man. Texas is sorry after mistakenly sending an emergency alert for a Chucky doll. No, you can't do that. Well, apparently you can. No, you can't apologize for it either. Well, officials have apologized for a test malfunction after a message asking citizens to keep out for the uh, to keep an eye out for the film villain was sent three times. Oh, cool! I love stupid bullshit like this. The Texas Public Safety Department raised a few eyebrows in Lone Star State by reportedly sending out an emergency alert asking its citizens to keep an eye out for Chucky. The evil possessed doll from the horror movie series Child's Play, whom is said is a suspect in a kidnapping. Whoa, whoa. Chucky got a new body, y'all. Oh, fuck. So that means you don't know who the fuck it is. You don't know who it is. And the goddess of irony, again, playing the long game. Folks, 90s kids. Remember that group, um, uh, the Ghetto Boys? A lot of folks know the big hit Six Feet Deep or the other big hit. Um, uh, what was that shit? Uh, my mind's playing tricks on me. Yes. Uh, there was another one where Bushwick Bill of that group mm-hmm. uh, actually rapped from the perspective of being the Chucky doll. And that's a group from Texas. Is Bushwick Bill still alive? Um, 
No, Bush Bushwick died and Willie D did not go to his funeral. Oh, that's rude. What the fuck? Uh, uh, Will, Willie D uh, said why. He said they, they weren't on good terms and it was out of respect because Bushwick would not have wanted him there. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, like, and, and that, that, that's real shit. Bushwick actually rapped as Chucky. Chucky, wanna play? Yeah, he raps about like he takes it another step and kind of makes uh, Chucky a cannibal in the song. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting art. Like when you really like, people tend to forget that you do art in the realm of hip hop, and um, and that's what Bushwick Billy rapped from the perspective of being a Chucky doll as a Texas rapper in the '90s, and now here I am in 2021 on a podcast with Texas looking out for Chucky dolls kidnapping people. <laughs> yep, it's good times. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. What's this going on? Uh, uh, DC Love in the Archive chat space said, uh, it's all fun and games till you realize Seattle locked down a six or seven block radius around City Hall over a bomb threat when, in fact, their um, checks notes tire on fire. Oh, yep. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, or the time... um. Seattle, uh, let me uh, uh, boost the size of the text there. Mm-hmm. There we are. Uh, Seattle shut down a whole ass ferry terminal over a toy boat that looked like a bomb, what? shaking my head yet didn't notice a dying whale decaying near the ferry terminal. Well, priorities. Ah, Seattle. I, li- mm-hmm. I liked working out there. They had a good old time. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I used to um, go out there to uh, to do hip hop work, uh, performances, battles, um, selling CDs, and sometimes just getting in a cipher. Literally, just go there, go um, to downtown uh, near Pike's Place, but not really there. But by that vertical mall that shoots straight up near Nike Town and shit, and uh, yeah, and just getting some some freestyle ciphers with some local cats out there. Yeah, it was dope. I, I like the West Side. Uh, the South Side was kind of cool. I think the rappers Mob Deep owned a house out in the South Side. Really? Yeah. We used to be, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Matter of fact, yeah. It used to be like us. Oh, Pro- Prodigy owns that house. Niggas would look off the bus. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fun stuff. Oh, you're looking at something. Oh, I was gonna finish the Chucky doll story. Oh God, there's more. <laughs> that was that was the first paragraph. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> we tangent a lot. Um, all right, so the Texas Public uh, Safety Department raised eyebrows by re, uh, reportedly sending out an Amber Alert um, that said that Chucky from the Child's Play movies was the suspect in a kidnapping. It was sent three times to people's cell phones. It described the suspect as being called Chucky, listed him as being a 28-year-old with red hair, blue eyes, who stood three foot one inches tall and weighed 16 pounds. Who 
did this? Is this some 4chan shit? I don't know. I don't know. So the 28-year-old redhead, who's 3 foot 1 and weighs 16 pounds, was also said to be wearing blue denim overalls with a multicolored stripe and carrying a large knife. Oh, this is some prankster that just... That one, the prankster one. Uh, his race is listed as doll. Oh God, yeah, prankster. <laughs> in the movies, which debuted in 1988, Chucky is a child's toy possessed by the spirit of a dead serial killer who murders numerous people. Faced with numerous media inquiries as to why an alert was being sent hunting for a cartoonish villain from a slasher movie series, the department issued a statement saying, this alert was uh, the result of a test malfunction. We apologize for the confusion this may have caused and are diligently working to ensure this does not happen again. It wasn't a prankster. <laughs> like, honestly, I wasn't even going to cover this until I saw that the Guardian covered it because I was like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> there is no fucking way this happened. <laughs> so this was within the law enforcement department. This is the Texas Public Safety Department. Texas Public Safety? <laughs> yes. This is their public yes. safety? These this are the is people the... who do the Amber Alerts, right? So anytime a kid goes missing and you get the thing, that alert on your cell phone, the Amber Alert, it was the Amber Alert system that they used. If, if this America thing has to exist... It doesn't. Could niggas rethink the whole secession thing? Like, why? If if the America thing has to exist, it clearly isn't going to end anytime soon. Let's make big changes. Think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah, I wish creepers. the South would secede. Like, let black folks come up here and then just fucking, yeah. You can't oh. fix this. Oh, God. I think that was actually all of them. Did I miss? Oh, nope. I missed, um... Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. Where was that? Not Seattle, but Washington wait, State. Wait, you still need all these tabs open? There's so many tabs. Yeah, I don't need the Florida Man Playboy. Don't need the Facebooks. But there is that, uh, the Washington State one oh. with Bill 5107. Okay. Duba doop. Where did I have that? I, I, did, I, I just I, have it. I put open? so much. Oh, where? I thought you just had it open. Not that, that one? one? No, no, that's Space Force. No, like two tabs ago. Two tabs ago. No. Oh, God. Lauren Roberts accuses Joe Biden administration of mocking Space Force. This is literally from a day ago. This is how disingenuous oh. Republicans are. This nigga is pro-space or, you Shit. know. did you? Who the fuck was it who was trying to make fun of AOC? Oh, God. Oh, fuck, I Ted forgot. Cruz? No. No, it was, no, um, they, no, they were beefing. She said, you tried to have me murdered. Yeah, so she was talking about, like, being scared and trying to hide. And someone said, uh, someone else is like, my office is next to yours. They didn't even, like, they weren't even in our corridor. And somebody put up, like, a tweet that she put out the day it happened to be like, I'm barricading my office. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. And I did find it. Um, okay. Uh, and this is coming off a of homeless info dot. Woo. Salsalabs.org. I don't know if that's a um a acronym or yeah I don't know what that is but yeah because you can see the bill but sometimes it's not just um simply broken down for you. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, this one is to take action. Week four of the 2021 state legislative session. Ask your state lawmakers to act with urgency and support homelessness and housing priorities. And uh, let me go ahead and link this with the live program because this is um, action that you can take. So this is, I actually don't see any journalism on the bill. Are you finding anything? Oh, I I wasn't looking. Okay, (laughs) sorry. Yes, and DC Love, I think you're out there. DC Love might actually um, know about this already. Skibby flippy jibby doo. Said talking about Seattle making it literally illegal to be homeless. Said, yep, I'm fucking livid about it and plan on talking to some people about it. Oh, damn. Okay, so uh, let me see. Uh, What if I just throw in the keywords, um, uh, Washington State. Okay, the end homeless tent encampment with compassion and accountability one. Oh, God, that sounds about it. Oh, yeah, they're making tents illegal? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What, you found an article? I'm looking right now. Um... Anti-homeless legislation? Uh, oh, there's, well, ACLU, of course. Let's see the ACLU folks. Everything on here is so, um... Homelessness, whether you live in or a bridge or in a mansion, makes no difference in America. Who the fuck wrote that sentence? Hmm. Uh, the Constitution applies to everybody. Who wrote that sentence? Oh, the ACLU <laughs> are dreamers. Oh God, they they dream big. They really they, they they're true believers. <laughs> I guess you have to be to get people to support you. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is uh that's why the wine cellar is small. We are so fracking anti-America. A little bit nihilistic. Yeah, realistic. I know, indeed. Okay, well, uh, law.seattle.edu. And no, it also was just, so there really is just links to hard to decipher, like, legalese. Yeah. Yeah, like, there is no breakdown of the legalese yet. What's the, what's the bill name? Uh, 5107. This is good. This is good broadcasting. Yes, it is. <laughs> 5107? Yes, ma'am. Digging it up, sniffing it up. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Yeah, this is challenging. Uh, DC Love said uh, they are basically stating you can't camp anywhere that isn't a designated campsite, making it a misdemeanor, I believe. Okay. Okay, so that would mean also like you you have to be in like a segregated area. You have to be in a campground. Mm. So if you're in one of those um, like tent cities, they're just going to take your shit and arrest you. Okay, so those can't exist. What I was, I was thinking, like, maybe they would actually section off areas for that, but then it's just separating folks, and it's like, and then what's going to happen? Is this the part of town people are like, oh, well, don't pass through there. You're going to have to pass by all the homeless people. I mean, I think that would happen, but I don't think they're going to make them into legally designated campgrounds. It sounds like they're just going to keep pushing. Yeah, just sweep them up and push them until they can't see them anymore. Oh, fuck. Like, wherever the fuck they end up, as long as it's not in... They'll probably do that... A lot of cities do that shit where it's like, they don't care as long as it's not in city limits, so they keep just, like, pushing people further and further out until they hit outside city limits, then they just let it go. Yeah. Yeah, like in Orlando, like, um... When you head between, like, the general Orlando area where it's just, like, it's the city. There's the houses, there's the apartments, there's the mall, there's the business districts. Mm -hmm. But then, like, uh, you would head to, like, Universal Studios or something, which is also still Orlando. 
but you cut through like some residential areas through there you don't really pass by any factories there's like no fucking factories out there mm-hmm. <laughs> you pass through some residential areas and you can see where they've pushed unhoused people to be so like they're still in orlando but it's like this spot and like mm-hmm. when you pass through you see people that are um unhoused getting on and off the bus you see people just strewn about and it does just i'm like when i see it i'm like that's the real america right there mm-hmm. you know that that's what's hidden and like the people that are at universal studios that came from the airport they don't pass through any of that shit they get off at um at the oia the orlando international airport and there's a street that's straight from the airport straight to the tourist destination they don't pass by any of the real human beings Mm -hmm. yeah it's fucking ill they just go right into customer service yeah the only the first thing i'm finding is an op-ed about um this homelessness and it's horrible this op-ed is like fucking terrible where they're basically arguing that like it's it's a lot of again that not in my backyard mentality like i don't want homeless people by me do something about it and it's like well we could just give them housing shit if they're near the area where I live, it keeps you away from me. Shit. Huh. In uh, DC Love in the Archive chat space, uh, responding to Phoenix, saying, um, it's been a thing for a while. Uh, move them around until they are out of sight. They have teams dedicated to providing housing and help, but with shelter, uh, uh, but with, uh-oh, the, uh, it just, Facebook just updatified. Mm. Oh, that's just Tally Loco left a comment. All right, uh, continuing, says, um, uh, dedicated to providing housing with help, but with uh, shelter beds incredibly limited, they are literally just shuffling people around, mm-hmm. unable to offer shelter beds like they were hired to do. Hired. Weird how there's so much mismanagement in these fields. And Tally Loco said, y'all do the work. At this exact moment, I'm cooking up uh, microwaving. I don't have a kitchen. Um, the soup Phoenix sent me. Uh, been living on it two days now, and it's uh, getting me easily to my... Oh, man, I'm reading all your fucking business on the... <laughs> right? I was reading the comment, and I was like, oh, oh, all right. Yes. Got, got, got soup going on. I sent soup to Tally, yes. They're very, I just find them to be very helpful as someone who has chronic illness and has been in poverty that I get the, um, like the dry packaged soup mixes and then you can just add a little water or milk to them and heat them up and, you know, then you just have food for a few days and it's easy, it's fast, it's convenient. Hmm. Yeah. Damn, that, that makes me think of like, cause you know, I'd be watching all these interviews with these OGs now that they're available, you know, and some of them focus specifically on the prison experience. Mm-hmm. Right, and you're looking at like working class poverty in America outside of prison, but inside prison, one dude is literally talking about how like um in his prison gang, like in the white supremacist prison gang in California, mm-hmm. like you have to be healthy. It's like a rule, mm-hmm. and one of the things they're like, no, you eat a lot of soup when you come in here. Like you guys are coming like on meth and stuff and you have drug problems. First thing I do is I put you on a hardcore soup diet. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that sounds interesting. Like, so the people that are in imprisoned conditions, like are using the same thing to try to get healthy and up and moving about. 
as people on the outside. Poverty is poverty, man. And how or I guess lack of I guess maybe not poverty is the word. lack of resources is lack of resources. You use what you got the best you can. Right. <laughs> Which and, is weird because you're just talking about white supremacists and it made it sound like I was on their side for a half a second. No, but, yeah, super but, not. But yeah, you know that, that when you have lack of resources, you just do what you can with what you got. Yeah, and I should say that same guy like it that's it, oh, sorry. they uh they definitely they're very serious about what they talk about in those interviews and that guy he was like now that i'm out of prison like yeah fuck all that shit but when you're in there you have to be mm-hmm. or you or you fucking die yep. <laughs> right like there there is no way you got to be all this 88 hell hitler wacky shit and uh you just got to learn to differentiate that stuff like when you get out that you don't have to be that anymore mm-hmm yeah, because the guy that's in- interviewing him is uh, Big Herc. Um, Big Herc, a um, oh ex- okay, yeah, Big Herc's an ex uh, sex worker and uh, now does these interviews and was also in prison for bank robberies and shit himself. That's interesting. Yeah, you know about Big Herc? Yeah, I've seen some. Of his- I've watched his videos with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the one that they all start with. When I was young, I had dreams and aspirations. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. His shows start so abruptly. Yeah. Didn't he say some shit too? Like, uh, he was like comparing the food in different, like, county versus federal prisons versus state prisons and shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's been through a lot of systems. Yeah. And uh, looking back at the archive, chat space, DC Love. Uh, yes, yeah, th- this is literally journalism coming from DC Love here because <laughs> they're is, like, yeah. they're on the ground out there. They're mm-hmm. saying, um, they're actually working on it. Um, Renton is... I used to work in Renton. Uh, that's why I, I, I got my first forklift hours in. Uh, they're actually working on it. And Renton is considering using unused uh, hotels and properties owned by the city. God damn it. And what do I always say to these fucking pro-landlord bootlickers, mm-hmm. right? If you fucking take the properties from the landlords the banks of the government will own them and they're gonna use them mm-hmm. the government's gonna be like well fuck the republicans they're gonna be like well damn it we don't want you spending but like you're gonna have to keep paying taxes on this so fucking use it the democrats are gonna want to use it anyway because they're gonna get pressure from the left that's going to happen if the houses are in the hands of the banks they're gonna sell them at eleven thousand and forty thousand dollars and shit because mm-hmm. they want to get it off their hands mm-hmm. take it from the land leeches yep. landlords don't have to exist that was the idea of a free market economy was a market free of landlords fucking europeans tried to get away from their own bad ideas got to this hemisphere and re-implemented the bad ideas you ran away from you fucking dorks uh so they're actually working on it in renton they're considering using (laughs) unused hotels and properties owned by the city to make covid friendly shelters that would give people their own rooms uh, also from DC Love in the archive chat space uh, saying, as well as direct access to services that would, in theory, mm-hmm. help folks find permanent housing. Okay. This is real shit from the ground level. And I got this from a um, a group I got put in by Parker Hampton, also out there in Washington State mm-hmm. and in the, um, the, the unhoused folks activism where you can go in and, you know, throw 20 bucks here you know to folks fundraising yeah. and whatnot yeah so just do that out of the forced overtime pay every week mm-hmm. okay i don't plan to die with a bunch of dollars <laughs> <laughs> the joys of poverty 
<laughs> Talon shakes fist. Fucking dorks. <laughs> I am I'm, I'm, I, I I am stuck in that loop of vernacular, right? Dorks, dweebs, fucking mm-hmm. geek wads. Yeah, I, I I learned some living in the suburbs around uh, white teenage girls got some of my vernacular fucked up. Like nigga, that's on the set, cause nigga, these geeks can't fuck with us. That sounds goofy. <laughs> it does. Yeah, but then like you listen to some of the some of the um, Gen X California Crips and some of them call niggas they don't like weenies. Man, that nigga's a weenie, cuz <laughs> <laughs> that old language you won't let it go. It's too much. It's too much. Uh, nah, DC Love. Uh, I see DC Love in the archive chat space. Yeah, you're um nah d- these comments that that shit is valuable $10. because. Who else is covering this? And again, I'll, I'll name the shows that I think would cover it, like mm-hmm. uh, Lee Camp with mm-hmm. Redacted Tonight, uh, the homie over there at Rev Left Radio. Mm-hmm. Democracy like, Now would, I think. They would. They Who knows? I mean, they're uploading videos as we speak, right? Yeah. Like they pre-record their show and then they upload separate videos throughout the day to YouTube over the hours. So they might have it coming up soon. And, um, but yeah, the cat from Rev Left Radio, I remember listening to their show, um, early 2020 while I was doing some maintenance work and that nigga, I think he's white and, and he was like on a rant. Typically he's doing news and having like discussions about anti-capitalist ideologies, Mm -hmm. but he was just on a rant and like yelling, like protect trans babies, protect black trans women. And this nigga started crying like it's it's one of the hardest leftist shows I've ever fucking heard. Rev Left Radio, or uh, the Status Coup, they might cover the shit. Yeah. Um, Katie Halper's a big old maybe. Katie Halper's not as hard as she used to be. It's not a diss, you know. But as a consumer of media myself, like Katie Halper, since she got down with Matt Taibbi, has not really been as hardcore. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I don't know. We're doing more news. Uh, I think that that ought to be it. It is one oh. nineteen in the PM. Oh, you got okay. something. Oh, no, we don't have to do it. But um, just so you know, Amazon is forcing warehouse workers into mega cycle shifts, a 10 hour graveyard shift. I'm sorry, 10 and a half grave hour shift or you lose your job. Uh, employees are now being forced to work from 120 a.m. to 1150 a.m. at the Chicago warehouse. At 11.50 a.m. Imagine what that's like for getting adequate rest. And trying to handle, let's say, government-related business that can only be done over the phone with long waiting times between 9 and 5. What's interesting is that this is at DCH1, which is a Chicago warehouse. They've been the one that's been most organized in doing protests and walkouts and got Amazon to shift their national policies. And it, oh, so they're like punishing them for that. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's a personal beef. Mm-hmm. And if they don't take it, if they don't take that shift, they get fired. And they're separating all the employees. They're going to close that warehouse and they're putting the employees in different locations. So they're split up from each other. Ain't that something? That sounds like freedom. Very Uh, free. Very free. uh, DC Love said, I'll tag you in more about the, um, what's that say? Redefining? redefining camping thing okay of the redefining camping thing uh there's a bit on my timeline that's been informative you know and also if you have the zoom or if you want to call in on the um we do have a a a radio telephone line that we can just get you on the program and uh you can just you know talk talk that gangster shit yeah like that that that'll be uh we can just do that 
uh, Tally Loco said, don't die with dollars t-shirt. Yes. No, don't. If you don't die with dollars, I think that makes sense. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that shit. Yeah. The hell yeah. I got. What the fuck do I need them for? Mm. I'm going to pick out my favorite casket. I don't even want a casket. Yes, no. Phoenix, we've gone over it. It's illegal to do what I want done. Yes. Yeah, we can't do it. What if I just donate your body to science? Black scientists. Be an organ donor. You're most likely to match with a black person. Yeah. Yeah. My shit might be pretty beat up. I've had some tobacco. If you need an organ transplant, <laughs> your shit's already beat up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. I knew that. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, DC Love said, I'm always down. All right, so let's get the heck out of here. It's 1.22 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just go ahead and throw up the um, the the typical thing I say, right? Patreon.com slash Wine Cellar Media Fund. You can go there select a tier of what uh of what you think you'd be interested in mm-hmm. uh there's paypal.me slash phoenix and williams the old tip jar um <clears throat> and the venmo is at wine cellar media and i'm looking at things you know and yeah we're, we're closing in we're almost at um fi- uh, we're 50 bucks a month away from being 50 percent of the goal full-time goal yes you know so then i can um make a smooth transition out of uh warehouse work after we move, I will make a clunky transition anyway. Mm-hmm. But if there's enough Patreon subscribers, then it'll be a smooth transition. But I'm up for the clunky. So a, a smooth transition would be I literally just put in a one-month notice, not a two-week notice. I'll put in a whole month, a one-month notice, mm-hmm. and phase myself out and then just do Wine Cellar Media full-time. A clunky transition, I put in a two-week notice. I keep doing the Wine Cellar. But then I go to one of those, uh, Phoenix is always suggesting I go to the, um, the, uh, what, like, day labor joints. Mm -hmm. And then, basically, that's kind of like pick your own hours. You don't have to show up. So I can literally just go to day labor Monday through Thursday, Mm -hmm. right? And then just take three-day weekends to do wine cellar and just have two jobs like that. But I won't have to do a full 40 hours or any more forced overtime. Yeah. Man, that'll be a grand old time. And that would be a clunky transition. But either way, the transition will happen. Mm-hmm. We're on our way. Yes. All right, and uh, and I'm be- glad you like the soup tally. Yeah, the soup is good. I think it's. Pr- I think they taste pretty good myself. They pretty good. Yeah. So I like that they're convenient and they taste good. All right, more 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 soup. More well, soup. Who, who makes this soup? Uh, Bear Creek. Bear Creek. Mm-hmm. Those are the number one supers. I like them. I think they're pretty good. So they make super soup. Super soup. They're like the super supers of soup. No soup for you. No soup for me. <laughs> this podcast turned into a three-piece soup. I will not have this. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't know why the fuck y'all tuned into this shit. Stop. <laughs> don't encourage us. Don't encourage us. All right. com. Please, father buckers, be as safe as possible wherever you are. Stop live stream. And stop podcast audio. Ah, shoot, I clicked the wrong button. Oh, no. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. 
Learn more at cbp.gov careers.